everyone, and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the petite fashion and luxury lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury, because guess what? You deserve it. So welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the That Lux Life podcast, where we're constantly talking about how to create your own Lux life based off of how you want to live your life, living that best life. So today I have a special guest with me. Usually I usually try to take over and introduce the guest uh, myself. I'm actually going to let her introduce herself. So Tiffany, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Hi, everybody. I'm Tiffany Giannato. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. It's nice to have you all listening to me today. I'm fortunate to have the chance to talk to you all on this podcast. Great. So today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, as you all know, even on the Living Lesh uh, blog, I talk about fashion a lot. So Tiffany, I'm going to talk a little bit about fashion today and how she makes it her own and what she makes it in regards to that luxury lifestyle. So Tiffany, when you think of luxury and it comes to fashion, how do you describe luxury to you, whether it is that brand name or just something a little different, what does luxury mean to you when it comes to fashion? So I think when I think of the word luxury in general, I think of feeling inspired because I feel like luxury is kind of like a goal, right? That we all probably strive to attain, especially if you're in the industry related to fashion or style, which I did not get into until I was 40 years old, but that's a whole that's a whole other topic for later in the podcast. <laughs> so I guess I, like I said, I think I think of luxury as an, a goal that we strive to attain. Um, it's a certain level of comfort. It makes us feel inspired. It creates motivation. Um, but it's it's definitely items that you probably would not purchase every single day. They're they're special items, whether you know, you buy them because they mean something to you and they're special or it's just something you've coveted for a really long time and you've really wanted and you've worked hard and you've strived to get it. I still remember myself buying my first Gucci bag at 24 years old. I still remember what that felt like. Um, and I guess as far as if I had to pick like luxe items that I kind of like, when I style people, I always tend to go with the same answer when they ask me, well, what do you splurge on? Because I don't know, I, I do think every woman kind of has certain items they splurge on. My mom would probably say a coat. She loves fancy coats. I would say a bag for sure. I love shoes too. I'm a little bit hard on my shoes, so I tend to go for my bags and I have had bags over the last 30 years that still look brand new. Um, and I always say, you know, you can wear a $5 tank top from Target with leggings and a cardigan and have a great like cross body designer bag and you look luxe. Perfect. Perfect. So you've talked a lot about bags. I think that's the one thing that I mean, even for me, I am not a huge bag person. I probably have two bags and then I just 
go back and forth depending on on the occasion. So I feel like this is a great topic to kind of explore more. So even as you were saying, you have bags that you've bought, you've bought, and now they're 30 years later, they still look brand new. So even kind of considering that, what are some tips for some people if they buy, say, a designer bag for keeping it that long? Because um, I know some people, like myself, I get one bag and then it ends up destroyed in like a few months because it's just been through the ringer. So what would you recommend or some tips to provide to keep your bags looking amazing? So first of all, um, if you're gonna have a designer bag that you're gonna use every single day, such as a tote or a crossbody, no matter how careful you are, they're gonna get wear and tear. They're not gonna look the same even a year later, let alone 10 years later. So I suggest to my clients to, to go and maybe buy those secondhand because you are going to have a quicker turnaround with those. They are going to get little marks if you really are in the market for a designer bag, especially those, I mean, we all love those Louis Vuitton totes, but they get, they get killed. I mean, we take them on planes and trains and work and we throw, if you have a baby, you throw a bottle in it sometimes. I mean, they're just like an everyday tote bag. So I don't suggest buying those full price because it's just, you're not going to get the bang for your buck. Another way that you could purchase a bag if you want a, the designer look is, I don't know if you've heard of the upcycled trend. So the upcycled trend is they take bags, like let's say I go to trade in my Louis Vuitton tote that's 15 years old and looks awful, but there's some spots on the leather that look good. Designers are now taking those spots from real authentic bags. So they're not fake bags and they're putting it on another bag. Um, so you have kind of like that designer look, but you're not, you're paying less than 50% of the price. Um, so that, that actually, that trend has really exploded, especially in the Boston area over the last year and a half. I feel like since the pandemic, pandemic people were home and they started to get those ideas and make them and I've bought belt buckles like that and everyday items that you know you're going to have wear and tear as far as my real special bags that I try to keep nice I truly only take them out as evening bags or special occasions or parties I tend not to travel with them and always save the duster bag people tend to throw those away save them. I wrap my bags right back up in them. They do stay so much better. The leather won't scratch. That's, that's good to know. I even know I see those for, for shoes every once in a while. I'm always like, why is there this bag in here for my shoes? Yes. So I'm like, I just put my shoes in my closet. Um, but then someone had to explain to me that like, you can put them in there to keep it from wear and tear. So now I have like a bunch of shoes in bags. Yeah. I put my nice shoes too in the duster bags. Yeah, I do that or I just put them back in the box. I'm really weird about that one. I was like, I just keep them in the box every time I wear them. Yeah, that's a good idea too. Mine are in the bag in the box because I'm that type A. <laughs> you gotta keep those things together. <laughs> um, so I think going back on one of the things that you said is the secondhand bag. That's a big, big recommendation, your first recommendation. So if someone's looking to, to buy secondhand, are there key places that people can find online or would you go local? Like where would you tell someone to go to buy secondhand to get those bags? I mean, I have a few methods that I use. Of course, I always try to support local businesses in the Boston area. We do have a lot of high-end consignment stores in this, this um, city, which is great. If I can't find exactly what I'm looking for, I have bought many items on eBay. There's a few 
tricks you need to use when you're searching for that. Um, you need to make sure that the bag can be authenticated. They usually can provide you with the tag or the certificate. Um, and you have to make sure you're buying from somebody that accepts returns. Because if the bag comes and it doesn't look exactly how it looks in the picture and you're not happy with it, you can always return it and start your search over again. Another site, um, there's a website called The Real Real. They authenticate everything themselves from the seller. Um, they're a little bit more expensive than a consignment store or even eBay, but they'd be still much less expensive than going into the store itself. Yeah, I've heard of The Real Real, and then I've heard of people saying you can buy from eBay. Um, I think I got nervous with buying luxury items from eBay because of like the big thing that was going on with Amazon for a while. People were selling things, but they were yep. essentially dupes um, yep. and they were creating all of these items and then they were selling them and they were fake and they came in and it was just a whole thing. And I'm like, pictures can be deceiving. It's on the internet. Then what do you do when you get it? So it's a good tip to say, make sure they have returns. I feel like if they don't have returns, it's, it's a flag. Like yeah, I mean, you have, I mean, it really has to say returns, returns accepted. I mean, I even bought, you know, my son's Xbox that you could not get for Christmas on eBay. And it was, it was a legit Xbox. It came new in the box, but I, I did search, you know, returns accepted because the seller has to accept it. If not, eBay has to accept it and refund you. So that's the safest way to do it. Okay. So, sounds good. Um, so kind of also furthering this discussion, you've mentioned the clients you work with. So kind of from what I'm getting, you do style people every, every once in a while, or is that? Yeah. So I kind of started out, I mean, I'm, I'm a full-time special education teacher and the area that I focus on is reading and writing. I teach dyslexics to read and write. So I run a special ed program in my town, which is 10 minutes north of Boston and um, the language-based teacher for the district. So that's the population of kids that I work with. So obviously my passion's kind of been in writing. And when I was turning 40, my best friend said to me, um, I think you should start a blog. Because in the past growing up, I was the friend that would you know, go shopping with everyone on a Saturday, pick everybody's outfits to wear out to the club, <laughs> um, be helping my friends pack for trips, their honeymoon, you know, all of that, those things over the years, I was always the, you know, unofficial stylist of the group. So she said, you love to write and you style everybody for free anyways. Like this, this was to the point that I would have friends in September say to me, here's $300, get all my fall clothes. So I truly was doing this anyways. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to read this. No, I have no idea. I'm not good with the technology part. So two days before my 40th birthday, I said, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And I watched a YouTube video on how to actually like put a blog together. Like I had to start there on WordPress and I did it. And um, then what ended up happening is 600 people read it within 12 hours. And it was just word of, I, I, all I did was put it out on Facebook too at the time. And I have a pretty big family and a big friend group and I've been teaching in the area for a long time. So my demographic of readers was very vast. Some of the students from my first class, you know, that I taught 20 years ago are now, 
in their late twenties, but then I have my mom and my aunt's friends who are in their seventies. So I, you know, I have all of these, these readers. So when I created my blog, I write for all ages and trends that can be worn all different ways, all different sizes that are always affordable because I like to mix and match current inexpensive trends with luxe items like a shoes, a bag or a coat. I think that you get your most bang for your buck that way. And then people started to reach out to me and they were like, Oh, I love these looks. And can you help me put together this? So I started a styling, styling people and it was word of mouth. It did kind of die out a little bit with the COVID, but um, I did get some phone calls recently in the last month to, to start that up again. So that's good. I'm actually styling somebody in a few weeks. Um, I think people now were, they weren't too sure about spending money or fitting rooms weren't open in the Boston area till recently. So it's very difficult to go on a styling appointment if you can't try on the clothes. It kind of defeats the whole purpose. But with that said, the blog and the styling um, spurned all these opportunities for me to write for magazines. So I write for three magazines right now. Um, two of them, I have a column. One of them, I had the opportunity to be the fashion editor for a section. And it's a magazine overseas. It's called Uploader. And then in the Boston area, I write for Boston Man Magazine. And I write for Dream Rose Lifestyle. So, it, it, you know, I'm glad I took a chance because it's opened so many different avenues, even a few podcasts I've been able to do. And it's been great. That, that's great. That's great. So kind of in that, that aspect, so you're about to get back into styling again. What would be maybe a few top trends right now that cover all age groups because so you kind of style for all age groups your your blog is about all age groups but of course people are always saying you know have this that coin phrase dress your age but mm -hmm. i say there are certain trends like a white t-shirt looks like a white t-shirt on anybody yes but what are some popular trends right now you would say are are great and i think anybody could wear yes Okay. I know I, I recently had this conversation with somebody the other day and they were like, Oh, I don't know about that. And then I would give them some suggestions on how to do it. And they're like, Oh, I think any age can wear wide leg pants. I think they are universally flattering on everybody, whether you're petite, whether you're tall, whether you have a curvy fit, you know, based on the different kind of top that you could wear with them. Um, that's definitely a trend that everybody should embrace. They're comfortable. Um, I think you can have a black pair that you could wear with sneakers in the day, but with heels at night, they're versatile. They're a good investment. I actually think all ages can wear bike shorts too. Somebody thought that I was crazy. <laughs> I said, my mom, who's 74, would wear them and put like a long denim shirt over them and little white sneakers or slides. Um, so that's another trend. I think all ages can wear, you know, t-shirts are a big thing right now. Graphic t-shirts and rock band t-shirts. And why can't a 65 year old wear a journey t-shirt with a nice pair of jeans and a blazer over it? Right. Um, the blazer trends, right into the segue, blazers, huge trends, look great on all ages. I'm loving a white blazer, actually, for year-round right now. Um, in the winter, I was just so sick of the winter weather that one night I wore all black out and threw the white blazer on, and I got so many compliments. Um, so I think that's another trend that all ages can do, for sure. 
those are those are definitely great trends. I feel like I'm not into the biker shorts because I'm more of like the wear like joggers. That's just the only lounge pants I wear now. But I think it's also because I've been sitting in the house. So I don't want anything tight. Compressed. On right. I just want to lay down and just not move. I work from home too. So it's kind of like, I, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's always fun. But these are, I mean, great trends to be following great trends. I definitely feel like, you know, some of those are, are definitely all ages and not all of them. I feel like even when you're saying the graphic tees, graphic tees, I think are coming back because 90s trends are coming back, even though I feel like now the, what they call them, the Gen Z think that they created this trend and we're right. like, you know, it's graphic tees have been around for a while. Totally. I wore them in high school and middle school in the nineties. Exactly. They, they definitely think it was, it was, it's their trend. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <I'm back. laughs> um, but I think this was like great discussion. Everything about the bags are going to great tips. So definitely going to, you know, make sure that I even use them. I feel like I get bags and the duster. I do it for my shoes. I don't do it for my bags. Um, I just started doing it. I know some of them do them for belts now, but I'm like, I just want to hang my belt up. Um, I mean, another tip for the bags, when the Ugg boot trend was in, I don't know if you remember the spray that you could buy, it was like Ugg boot spray and it would waterproof and weatherproof them. You can buy sprays like that and spray it all over the bag. I have not done that because to be honest, that gives me massive anxiety that it's going to like leave a spot on the, on the bag. I, I have not done that, but I do know people that have done that and say that it works and it's successful, especially if you live in a city like New York. York, Philly, Boston. I mean, we, we get bad weather. We really do. Yes. 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 It's, I mean, it's been raining, like I said, terribly out here. And then definitely in the, the winter, I'm always sitting, I think I'm like, okay, I'm going outside around the campfire. Where do I put my bag other than on the ground or sit awkwardly with it in my lap? Right. That always helps to know, or just not carry one, but then you don't have any of your stuff. And I have a child. So it's always like, I, I need my bag because yep. stuff. I always off. need a bag. Always. Yep. yep. But it was great chatting with you. I, I definitely feel like everyone who's listening is going to get great information out of this. And I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I always leave my guests at the end. If there's any kind of final nuggets you want to share, any final notes you want to share before we kind of completely sign off, I kind of leave it open. And then, you know, that's, that's where it is. So is there any last words you would like to share? I just think that everybody needs to be open to new style trends. Um, if you feel stuck in a rut, book a stylist, call a friend, call a family member, call someone you trust, because I feel that clothes have the power to change your mood and raise self-esteem and create motivation. I mean, I, I wrote a whole article during the pandemic about the importance of getting dressed every day and you don't have to get dressed up. You can wear joggers or a sweatsuit but you definitely have a change in demeanor when you're wearing clothes as opposed to pajamas all day long. So it's kind of like the same thing. If you're wearing black leggings every single day, well, I don't know, maybe you're in a little rut and you find that wonderful pair of wide leg jeans and you're ready to conquer your Saturday night. So definitely reach out for help. Um, I do do virtual sessions as well as a stylist. So I would be, you know, open to doing that. And just please follow me on social media at TiffyG77. My blog is linked in my bio there so you can read it. I update it two to three days a week um, with new articles. And it was a pleasure to be on the show. All right. Thank you so, so much.